0: Welcome to Word on the Cloud. My name is Aiko. I'm your host. Hey, everyone. I hope everyone's been having a wonderful day and is staying safe out there. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) So, I remember seeing some time ago a tweet by Kim Kardashian thanking everyone for watching the Kardashians and basically keeping up with her family for the last 14 years. 14. That is more than half my life. And for some, that may be a majority of their life. Fourteen. And I don't know if I was asleep for part of that time or just looking at other things, but it took a minute to realize the amount of influence that the Kardashians had played and the way that we view a lot of different things, mainly ourselves. I had read an article by Allure that was written early 2021 that said Kim Kardashian appears as an example search term on Google Trends. And Google Trends, if you don't know, is a site by Google that basically analyzes the most popular search things on Google. It also went on to say that following Kim's photo shoot, the one where she recreated a John Paul Good photo, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, that it created an increased interest in butt lifts. And there was a stat from the American Association of Plastic Surgeons that stated between 2000 and 2018 that the interest of such procedures increased by 256%. If you think that's a high number, after Kylie Jenner admitted that she had lip fillers in 2015, searches for lip fillers went up by 3,233%. I didn't even know it could do that. <laughs> so I decided to look into some of the cosmetic surgery stats, and I came across one. It was a National Cosmetic Surgery Databank by the American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgery. Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> and it had the totals for surgical and non-surgical procedures surgical being something you'd have to get surgery for so procedures like breast implants and things of that nature non-surgical being procedures that don't involve cuttings such as botox and lip fillers now in 1997 i'm going to be saying some numbers here the amount of surgical procedures was 939,192. And the amount of non-surgical ones was 740,751. Skip ahead a little more than a few years to 2012. The amount of surgical procedures was 1,688,694. The amount of non-surgical ones was 8,416,470. So in the span of 15 years, the total went up by about 8,425,221. I think I just found the jump between the non-surgical one in 1997 and the one in 2012 to be insane. That's a difference of nearly 8 million and the one that contributed most to the growth. Now, with that being said, I question if it's because the non-surgical one is not as invasive that maybe we justify it in being less dangerous so it's easier to normalize it. You know, Just a thought, let me know if you have an opinion on it. But now, do we put the weight of these stats on the Kardashians, or do we put it on behavior that we happen to normalize into our everyday? And of course, this extends outside of plastic surgery and beauty standards. This is just the area of influence they've had. And they're an obvious example of how we can let things influence us if there's a certain aspect of it we find appealing, even if the entirety of it may not be all that great. I was reading that Allure article and it mentioned that there's this interest and revulsion around Kim Kardashian that makes her a quote, desirable person. They were speaking on some racial issues which I'm not going to get into, but it made sense that there's a disconnect that is basically allowing this kind of behavior to flourish. It's understandable that the lifestyle is a big attraction, but that's just the surface. Now we have to ask, why do I follow this person? Do I want to be where they are, and if so, why? You know, what about this person or this thing do I find appealing? I would love you to ask yourself those same things when following people on social media. Of course, you want to surround yourself with good company offline, but for this episode, we're logging on. We have to be able to see the human aspect in it. You know, regardless of following, what is really being presented? And that doesn't mean to overanalyze people, but hold them to the same standard you hold people in real life to. I know we're not hanging out with our enemies, at least I hope not. So ask yourself, what is being presented to me? Do I choose to engage? If I do interact, how will this affect me in the long run? I've seen quite a few people with very large followings, not celebrities nor really influencers, but just people. Might as well be your coworker. worker And on the surface, they look like semi-themed accounts where positivity was the message or whatever they were wanting to promote was apparent. Once you actually looked into the account, you would see that how they chose to interact with the world was contradicting of that message. It was lost in captions and interactions. I remember seeing an account before like this where the page owner responded to a comment with, I respond to the hate because it gets more attention. You know, and something about the algorithm. And this was amongst positive comments from people who praised the page, but the account owner chose to respond to a question of hate. You know, why do we follow that? Earlier, it was mentioned that Kim Kardashian is a person of interest and revulsion. That's how Allure put it. Personally, I think that we tend to follow things that put us off in a way. So maybe we notice a banana peel on the floor, but we just want to see someone slip. We want to see how it plays out for them. I could just be being cynical, don't mind me. But hate watching is a thing that gives attention to and power to things we don't like. I noticed when I would keep up with things that kind of annoyed me, (laughs) that I would tend to let it affect how I would act. Because what we surround ourselves with, as much as we may try to get away from it, can very much become or already be a part of us. And when I would act like that, the people that enjoyed me for my true self would react in a way that didn't align with how I wanted to be seen. But this can also happen with things that we like. I'll use body positivity counts as an example, not necessarily for the subject matter, although I think body positivity is something that should be talked about, but for the way it's easy to see the human qualities of it, and how we can let that influence how we treat something. Our bodies and how we present ourselves in the world are very personal, and I think that's why it's easy to see through, because our true feelings tend to come out. Body positivity counts are praised by most from what I've seen, but the messages that were being praised were just solidifying whatever view that person had or was perceived to have, thus halting any forward movement. Example, there is this woman that would spread the message of wear whatever you want and basically not to be afraid of judgment, which is a great message, you know? However, this woman would wear these outfits in the most isolated public areas. I don't mean places with few people, but with no one around, or she'd be indoors in her room. Regardless of where she was, though, she did appear to be uncomfortable. She would also respond to mean comments saying that she looked great and that she was confident. Then over time, she would post about not feeling so confident, which is understandable. You know, whenever I see someone say that, I want to say, that's expected. You know, but to constantly express a different opinion than what you're truly feeling can create an unhealthy relationship with these things if unaddressed over a period of time. And I've noticed people use the words inspiring and motivating to describe these types of behaviors that really stem from a place of insecurity and ego. But because we associate those words inspiring and motivating with insecurity and ego, we can subconsciously pick up these behaviors if we're not aware of where they're actually coming from. So someone may follow her lead, but not gain the same result because they left themselves more open to criticism. But they perceived confidence from the source who didn't allow room for anyone to criticize. Not saying we need to judge people, but be aware of what's truly being presented. If we can call them outright when we notice them and get down to the root cause, we can move in a more prosperous direction for ourselves. Wear whatever you want, but make sure that you're gonna be comfortable wherever you're headed. And know that there's gonna be other people who may not like it, but we don't have to convince everyone. Eventually, your outfit is the last thing on your mind after you've put it on. Overall, I'm not saying that these people aren't worth following, but don't just passively take things in. It's important to remember that we have a lot of power to influence and be influenced. People are people, and they're going to have their own experiences and perspective on things. We just have to use what's presented to us in the best way that we can, in a way that lifts us up and get rid of anything that pulls us down. There's a Bruce Lee quote that also touches upon this that I like, but it says... Absorb what is useful, discard what is not, add what is uniquely your own. But do with this information what you will. I do want to thank you for sharing your time and energy with me, and I'll talk to you again soon. Later!